0: Our heart is for women to know the Lord and to be in relationship with the Lord and to understand Mm -hmm. Him in that relational way, you know, and to see His faithfulness and how much more we're able to see Him in our worlds and in our lives Mm -hmm. when we have seen Him in His Word. are listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her.
1: Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Atkins. When did you start reading scripture? Some of us may be able to remember the moment that God's word took our hearts captive, Or maybe you always loved reading your Bible. Today, we're chatting with Amanda Williams about equipping women to read scripture. As co-founder of She Reads Truth, Amanda wanted to create resources to help women grow a passion for reading the word.
2: We are so excited to learn from Amanda today. Let's start off this God Hears Her conversation by asking Amanda, what does her day-to-day look like?
0: My everyday kind of looks like a lot of mom stuff mm-hmm. for all the kiddos. And then also I get to call work and my job this thing that I really love, that is really dear to me. So I'm really grateful to get to to do something that I love so much and care about so much as work. I realize that that is mm-hmm you know, a privilege and a rarity in a lot of cases. And so I'm, I mean, I love that too. I mean,
2: you are an entrepreneur. You started something and learned how to lead and create something beautiful. And before Mm -hmm. we go into that and the hard work of that in itself, did you know in high school Hmm. that you were going to pursue something of your own? Or were you like, I want to be an architect? Like what, what was it that you wanted to be when you were in high school? I...
0: Never in a million years would have pegged myself as an entrepreneur. I still, if I'm really honest with you, don't feel like one because of the way that I'm built. I mean, it's just so... Cool and also sometimes confusing the way that mm-hmm. God like mm-hmm. builds and equips us for mm-hmm. things that we just didn't know, you know. Like sometimes I think we we can tell and there are parts that make a lot of sense of yeah. who I am and who he made me to be and, and the work that I get to do. But the part that makes sense for me is the part that has to do with words mm. and you know, eventually the words. So when I was in high school I would have said, Well, There was a moment where I would have said I wanted to be a marine scientist. Listen, you guys. No, there is not a scientific, (laughs) (laughs) like, bent in my entire self. You just like dolphins. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) At least... It, that is exactly it. And you were forced to, like, you know, you've you got to have an answer when people ask you stuff like this. So <laughs> that's what I would say. But I a more realistic <laughs> and more true to myself goal was I I just loved words and mm-hmm. and reading and writing and, oh. and story and learning about myself and the world and other people through stories. And so I would have said that I wanted to probably – Teach English in, like, okay. maybe like a community college or like a university or something. Like, I wanted to be a professional student.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> and,
0: awesome. um, and that's kind of what I do. I mean, that is a little yeah, bit of what, what I do. do. Yeah. But I'm not by nature business minded. That is something that I've had to learn.
1: Can you tell me when you first began to read the Bible? and what its impact was on you, and maybe describe that part of your story for us.
0: Yeah, you know, it's been a while since I've really thought about that question, and it seems so basic, especially given like, you know, kind of the sphere that we are all in, but it really is, it's sweet to think back and remember, I mean, my mom was a believer, you know, from the time I was really young, and we spent a lot of time at church, and I mean I even grew up at the time when I was in elementary school there was a woman that we nicknamed the Bible lady who would come and tell Bible stories at our public elementary school oh. on a felt board. I mean, that is that is how old I am. And also that is, um, you know, that's a sweet memory of it like, is this is just something that has kind of been in my world for as long as I can remember. God's word yeah. has been in my world for as long as I can remember, which is such a gift. Yeah. But I think my actual like kind of love story with scripture probably started, it probably did start in like um, high school. I spent a lot of time with my youth group at my local church and with my youth leader and she was just really influential at the time. And and my mother, like I, I witnessed my mom opening her Bible every day which is again is such a gift, and and so that started for me in high school, and it really has kind of there's sort of been chapters, you know, like the the high school chapter is sort of that like when your heart is being captured by the Lord for the first time, mm-hmm. the dots start to connect a little bit in scripture and like the and the dots between like scripture and the life that you're living and like what you're experiencing, all of that. Mm-hmm. But it was still a pretty kind of it was sort of a puppy love phase, you know. If I think about <laughs> That's it a that good way, way to say it. yeah. And in college, the pendulum sort of swung totally to kind of like the academic. Like, mm. like I would not, I didn't study. I mean, I did took a couple of Bible classes, but I wasn't in seminary or anything. I just. You know, I was learning to think critically in college. Mm. And I kind of applied that to not just the Bible, but to my faith. And I didn't really have like a crisis of faith, but I definitely got a little in my head Mm. (laughs) with it, you know, and Mm -hmm. really feeling like I was getting some stuff that um, most people didn't get, you know, and just kind of arrogance and like some (laughs) ways of just like really feeling like... I was figuring some things out, which is yeah. hilarious to me now, which, but again, <laughs> it's just the story that God's right. Like, you know, like right. the Lord is so kind and patient. And yeah. I remind myself of this when I think of my children and I feel like a pressure yeah. to steward their faith journey as their mom. And I have to remind myself that my faith journey is ongoing yeah. <laughs> and I'm at 45, you know, and for, so for them, At 9 and 13 and 16, like, I can be patient because the Lord is patient with us, and he is drawing them in his own time. And so even those parts where I look back and I kind of cringe, thinking in my own story of, like, the way that I postured myself, I'm like, but that, too— the Lord used and was, that was part of my yeah. love story, right? Totally. What's interesting, though, Elise, is that my answer to your question would have been similar to Aaron's. If you said, when did you first really fall in love mm. with God's Word? I don't know if that's exactly how you phrased it. I would have said when I was around 30, mm-hmm. my early 30s. And it was because there was an air of my need felt so acute. It was, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it didn't feel, it was like my need was so acute. Mm-hmm. The intensity of my encounters with the Lord and his word and my need for refreshment through his word and, you know, my 30 years of life now yeah. coming to this book, it was like, oh, you know, it just started <laughs> yeah. to like really... The lights come on. Uh-huh. It did. Not primarily in ways of necessarily knowledge like academic knowledge of the word but just that plus experiential knowledge and seeing like it wasn't like just dots connecting it was like someone turned the lights on in the whole room Mm -hmm. you know and suddenly I'm like oh like I could just keep digging and there was no end to the depth Mm -hmm. and that's still I think that's still kind of the phase that I'm in is just like, I need this so desperately, Mm. and I am astounded Mm. day after day, year after year. And his word is always living and active, and it doesn't fail me. Like, it's always there, and it's always that powerful.
1: Mm. So you founded this ministry called She Mm -hmm. Reads Truth with one of your dear friends. And please tell us about how that came to be formed. But what I'm hearing too, Amanda, is what I've experienced when I've participated in your ministry. And that is, Mm -hmm. you're not going in and proof texting, here's a specific verse, and wow, it changed my life. You are really immersing yourself in the context of the story of God in the Bible. And when you do that, I think that analogy of the lights coming on is so rich. It's like you can see everything, not just what's right in front of you, but you can see the character. But help us understand what this ministry is and, and how God led you and your partner to form it.
0: Yeah. Well, one of my favorite parts of this story is that She Reads Truth started from personal needs that we were feeling as women who we mm-hmm. wanted to be, you know, our mission statement is women in the Word of God every day. Mm-hmm. So Rachel and I both grew up in the church and there were other women around at the founding of She Reads Truth because mm-hmm. we weren't starting a thing. We were having a conversation, right? And so the conversation was we know that the Bible is God's Word. We believe that. We believe that we are meant to read it. It feels like there are obstacles to it. And it's not just, it's hard to find the time. That is definitely one, Mm -hmm. but it felt like there were obstacles for us as women feeling Mm -hmm. like, like, is it okay if I read my Bible? outside of the context of like a formal Bible study or Mm. outside like not sitting in the pew on Sunday morning like am I qualified am I invited Mm. is it scandalous or am I smart enough to yeah and also just wanting some accountability and direction and community around this need that we all felt. Mm -hmm. We felt a need to be in God's word. Now there were a lot of reasons there's a lot of layers to that, right? Like there were plenty of layers of like desire, but there were also layers of we should. Mm -hmm. We knew we all should, right? And that conversation also gets complicated of like, was this a box that I'm checking off? What is this Mm -hmm. that we're doing? And so we just all started Like, let's just start reading, and let's do it together, and let's see what happens. Mm. And it just was one of those conversations that you have where you don't anticipate the echoes that you hear behind you of like, me too, me too, can I come, can I come? It just Mm. almost—the Lord just amassed Mm. a movement of women Mm. from— around the world really but like at the time like you know the country who didn't really know each other i mean rachel and i lived in the same city which was very kind and providential <laughs> of the lord because yeah. then we were able to link arms and do some things together but he created this movement of women who wanted to read their bibles and for a myriad of reasons our lives were not reflecting our desire. You know, like we wanted to be women in the word of God every day, but the reality looked very different than that. And so we were kind of striving together toward that reality. And so the community of She Reads Truth, we still do Bible reading plans. Another thing that that fed that is that a lot of us grew up in the church where we did feel like most of the times that we encountered scripture, it was accompanied by someone else's language Mm -hmm. and there is a place for that, and that is that is not bad. But also, as women who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, if I am filled with the Holy Spirit as a follower of Jesus, and I am holding God's inspired word in my hand to read it, then we were like, don't we have what we need to read this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And so we just sort of tested that theory, and it's been 11 years now that it has just proven to be, Yeah. That is ultimately what you need. The community and the resources that we create, the reading plans that we create are sort of based on that premise of like God's word first and also only if that's what. Mm -hmm. And we do have other conversations and devotionals and podcasts, things like that. But our goal is to inspire and equip women to be in the word for themselves.
2: I just love that so much, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Brings me to a memory. I was 30 Mm -hmm. and I moved back home with my parents and I had gone through a divorce and my Bible at that time had my married name on it. Mm. And I told my mom, you know, I had so much shame with moving back home and then, you know, having my married name on my Bible. I remember telling my mom, I just, I think I want, uh, I think I want a Bible for Christmas. She got me a, she reads truth Bible. I have it right here. and, (laughs) me <laughs> um, now oh no, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I cry with people, but it has been like, I mean, that's when I fell in love. I mean, it's like a journal I have written just mm-hmm. like journal entries and prayers in it on the sides of it. When I fell in love with the word was when my mom gave me that Bible for Christmas and it was a way for me to enter back in into learning how, like, not only will God strip my shame away and tell me that I am loved, but he'll teach me, you know, what we hear living word actually means
1: Mm. in my life. I'm very, very struck by when we allow ourselves to fall in love with God and his word. He changes us. We'll have these pivotal moments that nobody can take away from us. You know, nobody can. Well, it's our
0: relationship with him, right? I mean our mission is women reading the Bible, but our, you know, our heart is for women to know the Lord and to be in relationship with the Lord and to understand Mm -hmm. him in that relational way. You know, and to see his faithfulness and how much more we're able to see him in our worlds and in our lives Mm -hmm. when we have seen him in his word. And then we can recognize him, right? Like we can recognize, we see what he's doing, what he's done in his word, what he has done, is doing, will do. And then we can see that around us too. And so you're right, like the track record is precious, Mm -hmm. but it's not the goal, you know, that the pursuit of, of Jesus is the means to Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> you know, to knowing Jesus and having and, and being known by him. Like to have that that relationship. And so we've always said that like the mission of She Reads Truth is not it's not women in She Reads Truth every day. Like mm-hmm. we are a way for people to read the Bible, they need someone to come alongside and they need to remove the mystery from like, well, where do I start? Mm, And what do I read next? Mm. And who do I read? You know, to kind of make it as simple as possible. It's not easy, right? Because it requires discipline, but to make it as simple as possible. Right. The goal is to be in the Word and
1: Mm -hmm. and with the one who wrote it. (laughs) You teed up a great point right there is the mystery of it it can be very intimidating you know we're like I don't know enough to read this so for all of us you know what do you guys say in terms of where do you start where's a place an entry point to get into reading God's word and begin to become accustomed to it
0: yeah I mean, I think there can be so many answers to that question. And there are, you know, answers in terms of like, well, what would be a good book of the Bible to start with? But the thing that we have found <laughs> resonates, it's one of the reasons that we are always reading something together, mm-hmm. is that the real, and, and it can be a frustrating answer, because the real answer is just start. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it is. And so I don't think that there's a magic formula of like, well, you should or shouldn't start with Genesis or you should or Mm -hmm. shouldn't start with a gospel. I think those are great places to start. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do know because most of us who have been believers and who have aspired to be Bible readers have at some point probably attempted and failed a bible in the year plan <laughs> yes right like we it's, know what that's hand. like yeah. it's like <laughs> right. you get started and genesis is awesome you're hyped up that's and then right leviticus and, throws you and, off. and then man <laughs> if you're heart if leviticus is is his whole situation and so what we have kind of pivoted toward is being women in the Word of God every day this year mm-hmm. <laughs> or just every day as a and so like Bible in a year plans are awesome. I do think for most personalities out there that is not a beginning point. There are some people who can just nail it and I, mm-hmm. I admire that so much. Yeah. That's I'm not one of them. But for most people they need other entryways. And so we just try to have on ramps happening all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here we're reading psalms for prayer. And then here comes give thanks. And here comes Advent. And here comes the new year reading plan. And here comes Lent. Just like to make the focus just to start rather than it being like, hey, there's a specific way you should start in order to be successful. But I mean, if, if someone asked me what book of the Bible do I read first, I would probably just say, just pick a gospel. I think we cannot underestimate the effect of like our seasons of life. (laughs) Mm. I desire to always be in the Word, and I have made that a priority in my life, but it doesn't always look the same from season to season. And so, you know, there are seasons where I rely more on like an audio Bible than other seasons. There Mm -hmm. are seasons where you're spending more time in the psalms and sometimes I'm spending, you know, like man I'm just yeah. dig I am digging into Genesis, you know, just digging yeah. into different areas. I have friends who have stories of times in their lives where they were felt so broken and so like in such a dark place mm-hmm. that they couldn't bring themselves to read scripture, so they would have scripture read over mm-hmm. them. We do this mm-hmm. with a lot of things, you know, where we can take an invitation and try to put a system and a formula around it. And systems and formulas are really helpful. I am a person who needs those things. Yes. And at the same time, it can be really easy to forget that the mm-hmm. point is not to fulfill the equation and the formula, but that the point is mm. to encounter the Lord in His word and yeah. to meditate on His word and in prayer and all of those things. And so there's definitely a disciplined part of the spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. And also,
2: it is, again, not the end. There is a woman that's listening right now that just feels like, I open the Bible, I feel so distant. I feel like I don't hear from God. And when I open up the Bible, I'm just like, I feel lost. Not only do I not know where to begin, but I also, when I read, I just feel disconnected emotionally. Mm. What are some things that you would want to speak over her? Uh, maybe it's rebuking lies and mm-hmm. that's causing her to not want to dive in, or maybe it's tactical solutions of how to go about it. Whatever it may be that you feel in responding to that question, though, yeah. how would you speak to her? I mean, I wish I could just have like a conversation with her, but First of all,
0: that resonates really deeply with me, not only in my own life, certainly in my own life, um, in different seasons of life, but also it's not just that you're not alone. You have no idea how many women feel the exact same way, Mm. because we hear this every day in the work that we do. You are just not alone is what is the first thing that I would say. And the second thing I would say is I want to relieve the pressure of her feeling like there's something she's doing wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. why am I not getting it? Why am I not feeling it? And because I think sometimes when it comes to something like reading the Bible, we have different expectations than we might have in other areas of life. And what I mean by that is, we may feel like if we open our Bibles and read Scripture and we don't feel the thing, <laughs> you know, or we don't, we don't feel the presence of God, maybe. We don't feel adequate. We don't get the answer we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that we're coming in kind of expecting, we don't necessarily get. And so what I would say is to be patient both with yourself And also with the process, because in every other, I feel like this is true in so many other areas of life, we don't expect things to start and immediately click. Mm -hmm. If I am deciding, like, I want to start moving my body every day, I know that's good for me. I believe that it's important, not just for my day-to-day life, but for the length of my life, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I know logically that like I'm going to need to start small for a lot of reasons, time reasons, physical reasons, whatever. And so my point being that like in other areas, we sort of intuitively know that A, we're not going to be an expert coming in. B, we're going to have to be patient with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're going to fail. When I say fail, I just mean like we don't make time for it that day. Mm-hmm. But don't let that, don't write yourself up. Like if I didn't make time You don't just say, Well, I'm never gonna do that again
1: (laughs) because (laughs) don't run in most areas. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: And so and then just trust my instinct is that this friend believes that there is a God and that his word is his word and she wants to read it. I would trust that, don't just rely on how it feels and trust that the deposits that you are making and the investment that you are making no matter how small or how large the investments that you are making in bible reading no matter how it feels from day to day trust that the lord is working and that he is active and his word is living and active and it is acting in you and he is acting in you and around you so that's a a long answer to say i hear you I understand, and
1: just be patient with yourself. It's so important that we take time to be in the Word of God.
2: I am so thankful for all the work that Amanda and her team do. Well, before we go, be sure to check out our website to find a link for the newest God Hears Her blog post. You can also find a link to check out the She Reads Truth website. You can find that and more on our website at GodHearsHer.org. That's GodHearsHer.org. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, God hears
1: you. He sees you. And He loves you because you are His.
2: Today's episode was engineered by Ann Stevens and produced by Jay Gussman and Mary Jo Clark. We also want to thank Heidi and Jerry for all their help and support. Thanks, everyone.
1: God Hears Her is a production of Our Daily Bread Ministries.